Hello, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Sipping Royalty podcast. I am your host, Reese, and I am back for my final episode of the year. It is my year end royal extravaganza, and you have to say it that way extravaganza because that's how I've been saying it all day. Um, so yeah, welcome back. Um, I, this is my first episode since Thanksgiving when I released the, what is it called? What did I call it? The, um, (laughs) the, uh, Royal Movie Review, um, Coming to America. I hope everybody liked it. Um, I hope I can do that again sometime. Uh, I was going to do one for Christmas, but then I was just like, eh. Didn't feel like it. So this is going to be my final episode of the year, unless there is absolutely, you know, earth shattering news that happens. Um, so, yeah. So this is the extravaganza and I'm going to get into all of my top moments of the year, fashion and um, engagement or just everything that I liked about this year. I have a bunch of top three lists that I'm going to get into. Um, so yeah, I hope that, uh, I hope it's fun. I, I plan to have fun while I'm doing this. Um, unfortunately I couldn't get a guest for this episode because it's like really last minute because that has been my life lately, but we can have fun with just us, right? That's how it all started. <clears throat> So before I get into all of the fun, you should subscribe to the podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Click that subscribe button. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher, you can get, well, on Apple Podcasts, you can give me a five-star review. On um, other platforms, you can review the show. Um, you can also follow me on the socials. I'm on Twitter at Sipping Royalty, on Instagram at Sipping Royalty Pod. Uh, I changed it just a little bit, just added that pod onto the end on Instagram. Um, it's actually too many too many letters for Twitter, so it can't be Sipping Royalty Pod on <laughs> on Twitter too. But uh, you know, we'll 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 work it out. It's all good. Uh, you can also follow me on Tumblr. Um, I'm sipping royalty over there as well. Um, if you would like to send me some feedback, you can send it to sippingrealty at gmail.com and I will get back to you as soon as possible because, you know, I, I get all of these. I cannot stand to have the the numbers on top of my my uh, my app for uh, Google, not Google, Gmail. So, Yeah. So I answer right away. Um, so let's get into this this podcast. First, let me tell you what I'm drinking. I am drinking, I'm sipping, the tea that I'm sipping right now is called Sunny C. Um, I guess it's a play on Sunny D. Do they even make that anymore? Sunny D? Sunny Delight? Um, is it still called Sunny Delight or is it just Sunny D now? I don't know. I never liked that orange juice stuff anyway because it's not real orange juice and I know that orange juice is in the that's sold in the store is probably like really I don't know has a lot of additives and everything but it doesn't taste like orange juice like that sunny delight stuff tasted really funky 
Um, anyway, this is Sunny C. This tastes good. It is from David's Tea. It is like it's an herbal tea, and it tastes like orange. Um, there's actually big chunks of orange in it. Um, in the actually the, the tea before I steeped it, not in the not in what I'm drinking right now. Um, so yeah, it tastes really good. It tastes like oranges. Um, so if you're like oranges like I do, um, then this is mm, a tea for you. It's supposed to be like for you if you get like sick or something. It's supposed to be like really good for you or something. I don't know. I got it because I thought it smelled good and it tastes good. So yeah. So check out the Sunny Sea if you're ever at David's Tea. Um, so yeah, before we get into the extravaganza, <clears throat> and I'm going to keep saying it that way just because <laughs> um I said that I would. Um, so let's get into a little bit of news because a lot of stuff has happened since I did my last uh real episode, not the um royal movie review. And so a lot of stuff has been going on that I missed out on. So let's get into a couple of the hot tops that have happened since I did my last real episode. First of all, Virginia Jufri, um, I believe she used to be Virginia Roberts. Um, I think that's, I think that was her last name. Her name is Virginia Jufri now. She is a, a woman, um, now, but she was a young, a teenage girl who was trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein and she allegedly was trafficked to Prince Andrew. She gave a, an interview on Panorama, the, the BBC show Panorama. Um, I think that's what it's called. I didn't get a chance to watch this interview. I've only seen clips of it. <clears throat> and that's unfortunate because um, I wanted to watch it, but I couldn't find any like I couldn't find anywhere where I could see the whole interview. Maybe it's online and I just I couldn't I just couldn't watch the whole thing. Um I couldn't find um a video where there was the whole thing. So but she the the bits that I did see were very emotional. She was very emotional. Um and the people that uh, the the people that that I've read that did see the the full interview said that she you know was obviously very believable more believable than prince andrew although that is not difficult to do you know because he was just so unbelievably bad in his interview and so one thing that she did do is ask the british people to stand with her against these powerful people who helped traffic her who who I guess aided in in trafficking her people like Prince Andrew, the rich, powerful, I'm guessing mostly white men um, who were a part of Jeffrey Epstein's circle. Um, So, I mean, I believe her. I didn't need to see her interview to believe her. Um, But yeah, I, if you can, if you can watch it, I encourage you to go watch it. It's really a shame that, Prince Andrew's interview got so much play and hers sort of got pushed to the side, you know, and that could be a product of the election that was about to happen in the UK at the time. It could I mean it could be a product of a lot of things and 
she didn't she wasn't I guess because she was believable because you know she wasn't saying outrageous things she was just speaking her truth then you know I guess that's why people sort of felt that they could tune out which really sucks that the victims sort of get pushed to the wayside and Prince Andrew's interview obviously his interview was very important and uh but I don't know it's just a shame that her interview didn't get as big a play as his did because hers is really important too it's really important to hear what the victims say so but go check out her interview if you can uh another thing that's connected to that that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago now at this point but crown princess met merit of norway was also connected to jeffrey epstein um she i have no like this was so out of the blue to me when i heard this news i think this happened around december 2nd or so this um this news about her connections to jeffrey epstein came out but she she put out a statement and she apologized um for not doing her due diligence but because she also met him after he was in prison um the meeting she met him on a a few occasions between 2011 and 2013 which is like wow prince andrew was in the news at that time because of his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and obviously Norway is a different country they got a whole bunch they have their own stuff going on but I just I cannot believe that and I I think Prince Andrew is the son of you know the queen of the, the queen of England so you'd think that the crown princess of another country would have just would like not even just her but someone somebody who her assistant somebody in her her circle would be like hey maybe not this guy it's just so wild to me that prince not prince andrew jeffrey epstein had access to the royals like not and not just a dummy like prince andrew but met merit met merit is the crown princess she is going to be the queen of norway one day it is just like come on chick you have to do better and her apology you know she apologized right up she did she basically did what prince andrew should have done and she's just sort of shut up since then so i mean smart of her in terms of pr but i just i was saying on tumblr that there has to be something more like she can't just apologize and then we just sort of all like okay forget it like what could jeffrey epstein have offered to her why would she have needed to meet with jeffrey epstein i mean i'm I'm assuming that he wasn't trafficking girls in norway i mean i don't know why i'm assuming that but i don't know it's just it's just wildly shady of met merit to have had any contact with him um and on more than one occasion if it was one occasion you could you could probably say okay jeffrey epstein a businessman sort of slipped through the cracks but he i don't know oh it's just uh really matt merrick come on girl 
So, uh, yeah, and that was a few weeks ago. Some more recent news. <sighs> Jennifer Meyer. So Jennifer Meyer is a jewelry designer. Megan has worn her pieces uh, quite a few times. And so there's a story recently that Buckingham Palace uh, got Jennifer Meyer to take pictures of Megan off of her social media. Um, And because... So Jennifer Meyer had supposedly had an NDA with Megan or the palace or however I don't know how that works but she had an NDA non-disclosure agreement for people who don't know what that stands for and um so yeah Megan buys her jewelry and you know wears her, her jewelry and I don't know what the NDA could possibly cover because these like these pieces pieces like hers get identified fairly quickly I think especially since Megan has worn her um on so many occasions <clears throat> So she, if you go to her Instagram right now, she has a lot of uh, celebrities wearing, you know, pieces of her jewelry and she has the shopping link directly, you know, on, like you can go to, to shop for the piece that you see in the picture directly from Instagram. And I didn't see this, but I'm assuming that that was what she was doing with Megan as well. And I just need these designers to stop. Um, now there are no more pictures of Megan on her Instagram, at least, um, as I'm recording this right now, I don't know what, you know, what has happened since and I believe there was like one picture of Megan on her website um and I'm not even I'm not sure if that is there either but you know go see for yourself I guess but so this is like an extreme case because she had an NDA and I don't know what she was thinking um or you know I don't I don't think she runs her own social media for her company I think somebody else was doing that and they they probably put all the pictures of Megan up. But to me, if you have an NDA and you know that you're not supposed to, you know, like this, this relationship that she has is supposed to be low key, then I have no idea why she wouldn't, you know, pay closer attention to that. But this is just like one example of something that I've noticed a lot lately which is some of the designers that Megan has been, has worn have gotten like really, um, they've been talking to the media about Megan wearing their stuff. Um, and it's really tacky and I don't like it. Now the articles that I've read, um, specifically about this Jennifer Jennifer Meyer incident is like they they okay so they call Jennifer Meyer and Megan friends um I don't know that that is the case I don't you know I have no idea whether Jennifer Meyer and Megan knew each other before they you know developed this this kind of relationship where you know Megan is wearing her her jewelry but that is like that's the sort of that's the narrative that's been being pushed right now but um even if they're like whether they are or not i i need these designers to stop being so damn thirsty um 
you know, I get it. Megan wearing one of your pieces, um, clothes or, or, or jewelry is a big jump in the media attention for you. Is it like a big jump, a spike in searches? I get it. But I need them to like realize that Megan is royalty and not a celebrity. They can't, you know, it can't be like this. Now, I know that <clears throat> designers do this all this. They've done it with Kate. They've done it even with the Queen and Sophie, you know, all of these people. They put them, you know, when the pieces get identified, they put them up on the social media and, you know, promote it. That's one thing. Jennifer Meyer was basically putting up every time Megan wore one of her pieces, she was putting up, you know, a picture and there was a shopping link. So like what she was doing was really over the top. And it's something that, um, what is it? Uh, Centiller, uh, the coat. When Megan wore the coat uh, to the field of remembrance, that blue alpaca coat that everybody loved, um, Centiller did, they were doing it. Um, the coat that Megan wore was from a previous season and what they did they they did a whole re-release of the coat and then they have all of the coats that Megan wore um, it, like you could click one picture of that coat and then you get a picture you get pictures of all of the coats that Megan that Megan has worn of theirs and um, it's like no 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 that you know you can't do that first of all the royal family can't you know they can't um they can't do this like celebrities do where they, um, you know, they, they're, they can't advertise like that. They can't be part of these kinds of advertisements. And I know, um, Jennifer Meyer tried to send Megan gifts. Um, that may have been how their relationship started. And she tried to send Megan gifts. Megan can't accept gifts. The members of the Royal family can't accept gifts, um, you know, from designers and things like that. So Megan paid for all of the stuff and then she continued to buy her stuff. And that's how they, I get, I'm guessing that that's how their relationship developed, their professional relationship. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> what Jennifer Meyer was doing was very over the top and very thirsty. Uh, but, you know, I need, the, that's what I need. I need these designers to take a step back realize that when Megan wears your stuff you're going to get a ton of press for it uh you know fashion people are going to dissect what she's wearing they're going to announce what she's wearing so there's no need for you to be so thirsty we get it you know you don't have to do it this way so that is my PSA to designers who Megan may wear in the future. Like, come on. Take a, like, even though uh, Kate and Sophie and them, their stuff, like, some designers are, you know, posting them when they see, when they see their stuff is worn. You don't see it as much with them as you do with Megan, which I think is, like, <clears throat> isn't, and this is not a Megan problem. This is not her fault. But, yeah, I just need people to, relax relax designers you will get all the press that you need so um another thing that's going on is princess beatrice now the yorks got uh i'm just so tired of them so um 
Princess Beatrice had to cancel her engagement party. She was going to have like a big like blowout engagement party, but thankfully she's not as stupid as her parents and she realized or somebody at least somebody was able to make her realize that it's probably not the right time for her to have a big splashy engagement party where her her father shows up. So she canceled supposedly, like allegedly, she canceled um the engagement party she was going to have and she's going to have something smaller and more discreet um another thing is that she hasn't been able to announce her wedding date um because of this prince andrew situation like i kind of feel bad for her for this this part like her father really messed everything up with his interview like i mean he he's garbage so of course he did but like this is really falling this is it was like the worst time for all of this to happen to her um well not to her because nothing has really happened to her but um yeah you know this is the worst time for this to happen um and you know for like there's a wedding and she's supposed to be happy and however you feel about princess beatrice and her boyfriend edo and their (laughs) you know however shady he may or may not be um you know this is supposed to be a happy time for her and she can't I don't know how she's planning her wedding right now I don't know how you plan a wedding in this situation especially a royal wedding where you want your family the royal family to show up uh honestly I'm I'm like really surprised that this wedding is still on um I expected and if I'm being honest I still kind of expect the engagement to be like called off which is like I don't know is that mean of me maybe but it's like you know oh it's such a mess and she supposedly the queen told her she couldn't announce her engagement until after the election the election happened um as you listen to this the election will have happened so we'll see if an engagement gets announced. There's also this thing um, supposedly in like the aristocratic circle that, you know, they're a part of that <clears throat> there's only supposed to be a six month engagement, like between the an- announcement of the engagement and the wedding is supposed to be six months, give or take, you know, a little bit of time. So <laughs> unless she's getting married in like February um (laughs) um and you know and maybe that'll happen but um yeah so and I don't know I don't know how much I believe that either because Princess Eugenie and Jack Brooksbank announced their engagement in January of 2018 I think and they got married in October so that's more than six months so like who knows what princess beatrice is gonna do i'm still interested because i'm always interested in a royal wedding but mm, you know her father is like it's just i don't know i don't know what you do because he and obviously there's no chance that this wedding is going to be televised or anything like all of that is like done but I don't know. Maybe we'll still get like what we got with Zara's wedding. Zara's wedding wasn't televised. Um, 
and, and Peter, Peter Phillips, um, you know, neither of those weddings were televised and we got to see the carriage ride. Uh, so maybe we'll get that. Like, who knows? Good luck to them. And now for my final piece of news before I get into the fun stuff. Sarah Ferguson. Sarah freaking Ferguson gave an interview to Vogue Arabia. Um, what is it called? Yeah, Vogue Arabia. And I really need her to shut the F up. She gave this like, oh my God. She and Andrew so deserve each other. I go read the interview for yourself. Um, if I can find, if I remember, I'll put a link into the show notes, but go read it. You'll find it. Just search for Sarah Ferguson and the the interview will come up. But she gave this like interview where she calls Andrew a, a wonderful man who's done so much for the UK and uh <laughs> she and Andrew have gotten on this talking this mental health talking point which is so gross um Andrew me- mentioned his, um men's mental health in his interview his disaster interview and she decided to mention mental health men's mental health it's just so fake and I can't stand it like both of them are just so oblivious to what is happening around them nobody wants to hear about how Andrew is a victim because he is not that is not that is fake that is only in the the bubble that the Yorks live in is Prince Andrew a victim of all of this he is a perpetrator he brought this on himself he has been trash for a very long time so I don't want to hear about how he's a victim. Like, stop it, Sarah Ferris, and sit down, shut up. And you know what? Stop talking about Megan too. Uh, she she spoke about Megan, how she feels, and like she didn't say anything negative about Megan. She just compared her <clears throat> her situation and Megan's, and you know how tough it was, the media scrutiny and the, the criticism and all that. And it's like, no what you're going through and what Megan is going through is different. Uh, like the sexism is there, (laughs) you know, the grossness of the media is still there, but no, you didn't, you grew up in an aristocratic family. Um, you are, have never faced a day of racism in your life. So sit down, shut up you. And I'm so I, like, they're really trying it with me. They're trying They keep one. They so badly want Megan and Sarah Ferguson to be the same. Sarah Ferguson was a friggin' mess forever. Since, since the beginning, since the start, she was a mess. She was, you know, like, <laughs> She was just so messy and that's not Megan at all. Megan and Sarah Ferguson don't have very little in common. Um, if anything, like they married, they both married into the British Royal family. That's what they have in common. Um, that is all they have in common. Stop it. So yeah, Sarah Ferguson, shut up. We don't need you to speak. She's, she's really gross. Like she's been, she's, supposedly given interviews or friends of the Yorks have been dropping um hints about not believing Virginia Jufri and how she wants Virginia Jufri to be you know put under more scrutiny and it's like girl shut up 
oh, just sit back and shut up. Like, and it's like you took money from Jeffrey Epstein too, Sarah. Like, come on, you are not in you. You are also not innocent in all of this. And luckily, nobody's really talking about that. So go sit down, go to your corner, and sit down and wait until your daughter's wedding. Like, if it happens, come on. Oh, I'm so tired of her. See, they got me all upset, but let's move on. Let's move on to the year end extravaganza. Yay, I'm so excited. <clears throat> so I'm just going to go through all of my top threes for all of my faves. And it's just, let's get into this. So let's start with the fashion. So my top three fashion moments for the Duchess of Cambridge. Let's start with her first, Kate. So my top three for Kate for 2019 <clears throat> and the fashion category uh number one and this is not um in no particular order it's not like you know one no one is better than the other this is just the top three as i as i thought of them and wrote them down um so number one um that blue ely sob that she wore to royal ascot now i love ely sob so i was like i had just a fashion gasm um that's not a word but I was so excited when I saw that she was wearing Ely Saab um because I don't she's never worn Ely Saab before and not enough royal women have worn Ely Saab in, in my opinion but she just looked so that was just so such the perfect outfit that day um you know she obviously hers was bespoke because you know it was the original was like really sheer so obviously she couldn't wear something like that and I know that it's not for everybody <clears throat> like this was Ely Saab that was completely Kate style it was not the more it was not like most of the pieces that I like from Ely Saab but it was so perfect for Kate her hat like just everything about it was so perfect that day I loved it it was a it was a moment so it made it to my top three the other uh number two is the teal Catherine Walker coat dress that she wore on to church on Anzac day when she when she and Harry went to church uh for Anzac day she Harry and I believe the Duke of Gloucester uh she looked great that day <clears throat> I love the hat that she wore I don't remember what kind of hat it was it's probably Philip Treacy but don't hold me to that but it was like this feather hat and it was all this teal number that she was wearing and it was just so she looked beautiful that day and number three is the white one shoulder gown that she wore to the BAFTAs um that Alexander McQueen you know Alexander McQueen is hitting hit or miss with me um for Catherine but she looked so good at the BAFTAs it was like this really ethereal white dress it was it was just really great so she looked awesome um next top three for my girl Megan Megan's top three was 
was surprisingly a lot more difficult for me. Like Megan wasn't around as much, obviously because she was on maternity leave and all that. But so, so she didn't have as many looks um, as Kate did because, you know, obviously, but Megan's was more difficult. Like choosing a top three for Megan was like, like I was like, I was really going through it. So this is the top three that I finally, that, you know, I finalized that I wrote in ink on this paper. So number one is the sequin, the blue sequin Roland Murray dress that she wore to Cirque du Soleil Totem when she was uh, heavily pregnant. She looked awesome. She was wearing that red lipstick and she was just, she was beautiful that day, um, that night. Number two is the Mayamiko wrap dress that she wore to the justice desk uh, on the tour of South Africa. Um, That, that dress was perfect for the day. She wore those wedges. Um, Just uh, her hair was beautiful. The sun was shining. It was just perfect. That, that wrap dress was just great. That um, the, the print was awesome. And, it it was a local uh fabrics that that were used like everything about it was just perfect 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 um and number three is her outfit for the field of remembrance um the blue alpaca coat that hat that had the the veil on it the slouchy boots just everything about it um, you know, the mix of navy and black, which is like can be really difficult. She pulled it off beautifully. Um, I already told y'all, I think I said in the last episode that I did with Austin that I didn't really like the belt um that much, but just everything else about it was perfect. The belt is just my dislike of the belt was like minimal and it's beautiful. I love it. Um, I hope she wears that coat again sometime. Like Megan's coat game is just magical. So she very rarely goes wrong with her coats. Uh, and that, that one was just a 10, a 10 across the board. Um, I loved it. So, uh, so the next top three is in the fashion category is the top three non Megan or Kate fashion moments. Um, so I wanted to include some of the foreign Royals or some of the non um, British Royals. And um, so, yeah, this is the category for that. So top three non Megan or Kate fashion moments. Number one is Queen Maxima. I love her to death. Love her, love her, love her. Uh, And the outfit that she wore for Prince's Day in the Netherlands, Queen Maxima of the Netherlands, um, just in case you didn't know. If you're listening to this, how could you not know? Um, Look at Queen Maxima. She's awesome. She wears giant hats. She has, (laughs) I don't always love her fashion, but she's always so much fun. So she wore this beautiful like wine colored outfit it was just one colored head to toe, a Philip Treacy hat, a, you know, this beautiful dress and this, um, I guess it's like, a a, a, 
I don't know what you call it a cape a capelet I think it's a, a capelet that uh she wore over it and it was uh it was so beautiful it was she stepped out that day and it was just like oh my god she looked awesome go look that up she looked great number two my other queen my number one queen um queen Leticia wore this beautiful purple gown more like violet kind of violet I guess um for the gala dinner uh for the Peruvian president <clears throat> and it's a rewear she wore she originally wore the dressed not dressed the dress the gown for the day before Prince William and Kate's wedding so whatever that thing was she wore the gown that was the first time she wore it it is a um Philip Philippe Varela tool gown and it's you know beautiful floral and she wore this year she wore it um like I said for the the gala dinner and she wore it with a floral um a floral tiara it's just I think she looked better this time than she than it did the first time like I don't know how, like what the difference was I mean she was wearing a she was wearing the tiara this time so that is always that ups the game a little bit but she just looks so beautiful I love her so much um like yeah I love Queen Leticia so much and a surprise number three Prince William wearing the green Sherwani in Pakistan um I know you're probably shocked because you know <laughs> how much I talk about how uh, I you know not liking Prince William but I gotta give due credit he looked good um like you very rarely very rarely get moments for the royal men like fashion moments um you know they just they don't do it they're just always there in their navy gray black suit tux uh combinations um and he did it he stepped out he wore you know local dress um a sherwani like i said and he looked great in it it really looked good it was a good look um as far as wearing local designers like it was just an a plus for him so um you know i gotta give credit where credit is due so Prince William made it into my top three for 2019 non-Megan or Kate fashion moments. Um, <laughs> so um, next we move on to top three non-British royal family moments. Um, these are just, you know, the an engagement, a speech, a, you know, just something good that happened in non-British royal family this year. And there's a theme for this top three. It's all the girls, all of my little girls um, who are not so little anymore. <clears throat> so Princess Elizabeth, Princess Ingrid, Alexandra, and Princess Leonor. Um, these are all uh, now Princess Elizabeth of Belgium or of the Belgians. I don't know. Mm, I think it's of the Belgians. But um, she is the heir presumptive to the Belgian throne. 
She turned 18 this year. Um, Princess Ingrid Alexandra of Norway. Um, she gave us, she's gave a speech for her confirmation. Um, this was a really big deal. Her godparents are like Kings. Her, her godparents are the King of Spain. Um, the crown princess of Sweden. Uh, and I can't remember who, but she has like her, her godparents are like Kings and Queens or will eventually be Kings and Queens at some point. And so she was confirmed. She is not the crown princess yet because her father is the crown prince, but she will eventually be the crown princess of Norway and the queen. Um, and princess Leonor of Asturias gave a speech i believe she she just turned 13 um and she gave her very first speech as at the princess of asturias awards um now i was i was going to play some uh <laughs> i was thinking about playing some audio but none of this stuff is in english so um and mm, my biggest audience is the English speaking audience. And I'm guessing there are not very many people that speak um, Norwegian or Belgian or what they Flemish. They, I believe they speak Flemish in Belgium, right? So um, you're more likely to be able to, to speak the Spanish that Princess Leonor had, but I couldn't find any um, <clears throat> audio from her speech on such short notice. So, but these are the young women who will eventually be queens of their countries. And they all had major moments this year. So I wanted to recognize those. Now, <clears throat> there's a lot of like women who are going to be the eventual um, leaders of, well, not their countries, but of the royal families in these countries. Um, I believe Prince George of the UK and Prince Christian of Denmark are the only two boys who will be the eventual monarchs of uh, these royal families. Um, now, only the European royal families. There are there are boys going there that are going to be the rulers of um the asian countries now in japan's case it's because um women aren't allowed to ascend to the throne and i don't know about the other countries but i know specifically japan but <clears throat> yeah so girl power coming up in the future we have a lot of future queens to look forward to so and these were just three of them so congratulations to them I hope like uh, just I hope to see great things from them in the future. So I just I wanted to I wanted to acknowledge the the good things that are happening for um, the foreign royals. I keep calling the foreign royals like I'm from the UK. I'm the I'm a freaking foreigner. I'm an American, but um, <laughs> the non-British royals. Um, so the top three moments of the British royal family um is the next category and um so these are just this this is so like random uh list that i came up with just because uh i had no i wanted to acknowledge these things but i hadn't i didn't uh come up with a good category for them so here we go 
Number one is Prince Andrew being fired. This is, this made me happy. Like seeing Prince Andrew getting kicked out on his behind um, made me very happy. Like he, he has been a boil on the behind of the royal family for a very long time. And now he is finally, he's finally being, getting a teensy, like this is such minuscule punishment. Him not being able to perform royal duties is very minuscule punishment for the things he's accused of. But I mean, it's all we have right now. So I am going to celebrate his downfall. Nobody can take that away from me. Number two, um, Prince Louis at his first Trooping the Color. Um, he was super adorable, you know, waving and sucking his little thumb. He was just, it was, <laughs> it was lovely. And, you know, so I wanted to acknowledge that. And number three is uh, Kate Middleton having a princess tea party with a child in um, a cancer hospital in Pakistan. It was like, you have to go look at the pictures. It is so, it's so beautiful. Like they're both wearing little paper crowns um, and having tea. Prince William is there too, but you know, he wasn't wearing a tiara. So, um, so yeah and they had this like lovely little tea party it was so like the pictures are adorable you should go look at them um and i didn't pay close attention to the pakistani tour but this was a no uh, a moment that came up for me and i just i couldn't forget it so i wanted to put it on the list so next category what is the next category um top three Sussex engagements. So now I was going to have top 10 lists and all that, but you know, that kind of long and I didn't want to be here all night. So I decided to put Sussex moments together. And um, so top three Sussex moments, this is going to be a mixture of Megan and Harry. Number one, Megan launching the smart set. It was such a perfect day. She came in. She was wearing the 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 shirt and the trousers from the smart set. She was wearing those beautiful that beautiful the belt and the the matching shoes. Um, the uh, the cognac uh, shoes that I love so much. And her hair was just flowing. It was so perfect. And she gave that great speech. That you know seven minute long speech. She just spoke uh, straight from you know, her memory. Um, and the smart set was a huge success. You all know that because you bought the freaking tote bag before I could buy it. Um, I will never forgive you for that. Um, anybody who's listening to this and you bought that tote bag and I wasn't able to get it. I am still upset with you. I will never forgive you. Um, (laughs) so yeah, smart set, the launching of the smart set, um, Harry is number two for retracing Diana's steps with the Halo Trust in Angola. Um, I mean, what more is there to say? He retraced his mother's steps. It was just a beautiful moment. And we've all seen, you know, the pictures. It was a great moment. And 
um, Angola and during the Sussex Royal Tour. So, and number three is Harry and Meghan at the Justice Desk in South Africa. I believe that was their first stop on their royal tour. Um, in was it in Johannesburg? I think it was in Johannesburg. Whatever, it was in South Africa. It was their first uh, their first stop, and it was great. Megan wore the perfect dress, and they danced. And May, both Megan and Harry gave speeches, but Megan gave that you know that wonderful speech where she spoke about being um, not just a wife and mother, but she's a woman and a woman of color, and she's their sister. And it was it was great. That was so perfect. So those were my top three Sussex moments. Obviously, there are so many more, but, you know, I had to cut my list, you guys. Um, I had to do major cuts. So the top three, the next top three is the top three Sussex moments of the year. Number one, um, Megan and Harry at baseball in London. I know like this is like this is like the odd one in the list but come on you guys. That was the first time we saw Megan in a very long time and um you know after the birth of baby Archie and she came and she was she and Harry were so cute um you know they got uh little like miniature uh baseball jerseys for baby archie from the um who was it the yankees and the the red Sox. she met (laughs) one of her long lost uh not long lost but one of her like two the nth degree cousins and mookie Betts, and they had like this cute little hug and um so yeah it was like it was such a fun day that day and Uh, I loved it. So that was one of my top three moments of the year for the Sussexes. Number two was Arch meeting Arch. Baby Archie meeting Archbishop Tutu, who was in love with baby Archie, um, was perfect. It was like... (laughs) I can't like you all know you've seen you saw the the video right it was just like the like I don't know everybody loves a baby and Archbishop Tutu loved Archie um and we loved him for it so yeah it was great and his daughter was you know loved him and there's the, the lovely video uh from the Sussex Royal Instagram of them when they go out to meet them and you see Archie and um, like Harry talking to Archie and Archie like uh, getting all excited to hear um, Harry's voice it's so oh it's so like it was such a beautiful day and number one the number one moment is this uh, Megan and myself had a baby boy um, early this morning a very healthy boy um, mother and baby are doing incredibly well. Um, it's been the most amazing experience <laughs> I can ever um, possibly imagine. Um, how any woman does what they do is beyond comprehension, but we're both absolutely thrilled um, and so grateful to all the love and support for everybody out there, um, from everybody out there. It's been, um, it's been amazing. So we just wanted to share this with everybody. 
Harry coming out to announce his baby boy. Oh my god. That was so memorable. Um it, like it will forever be memorable. You know, he was so excited. Um when he got finished doing the interview, he he thanked he thanked everybody including the horses in the background. It was like he was so giddy and excited and his excitement was so infectious. I mean, we were all really excited about uh the birth of baby Sussex, but like I don't know. I was I remember saying that I was so I was disappointed when they were when they weren't doing the um the Linda wing, but this this was just so much so much better and it, it's a lot like what um the royals in the the other countries do uh specifically i know den i know they do it in denmark and sweden i'm not sure if they do it um in other places but i know specifically in denmark and sweden they they the father comes out to announce to the press <clears throat> and you know the people that you know the the, the baby and all that so um it, it was great I just it was such it was such the perfect it was the perfect um like after all of the the complaining and upset about you know not knowing where she was going to to give birth and not doing the Linda wing and like having Harry announce the birth of his first child his son was was the per was just perfect so that was my top that was the last um the last one on the top three list i do have a honorable mention uh that i didn't remember <laughs> to put on the list i would have maybe it would have it would have beat something else out but megan and beyonce meeting for the first time um at the lion king premiere i know everybody loved it if you're a beyonce fan and you're you know a megan fan it was your worlds finally colliding and it was it was great and you know Beyonce saying to Megan when she meets her my princess um <laughs> yeah that was that was great unfortunately it didn't make my list because I forgot about it so <laughs> baseball made it instead sorry if you're not a baseball fan screw you guys this is my list you make your own list you make your own top three and you put Beyonce on there she made my honorable mention so that is the end of the extravaganza <clears throat> now one more thing i have to tell you what i'm wishing for in 2020 my 2020 wishes um for well this is specifically for the sussexes so i want to see baby archie at the invictus games he will be one years old i believe the Invictus games either start, start, um, either happen his birthday. I think his first birthday, his, his first birthday, I think either happens right before the Invictus games or during the Invi Invictus games. Either way, the Invictus games happen in May of 2020 in the Hague. Um, and, so I want to see baby Archie. I want to, I want them to take him to some event. Um, there are a ton of kids at the Invictus game. So, you know, 
take baby Archie to Invictus. Do it, Harry and Meghan. Uh, please. We want to see him and his Invictus grow. Um, what is they? What do they call it? We call it a onesie. You guys call it a grow something. Um, or I don't know. Maybe he'll be too big for that. Maybe he'll be walking. <sighs> Oh my God, I'm so excited for the Invictus games. I love the Invictus games. Um, number two, I would like Megan. I want to see Megan meet Queen Maxima. That is my dream. I need it to happen. I want them to speak Spanish and talk about Argentina because Queen Maxima, just in case you didn't know, is um, originally from Argentina. Um, and... Megan uh, lived in Argentina for a year during like she did an internship. Um, so, yeah, I want them to talk about Argentina. I want them to be like best royal buddies. And <laughs> um, that's what I need in my life. Uh, another thing I would like, I want to see Megan get a few more patronages. Um, she already she how many does she have right now? Four. I think four. Um, she has the ACU um uh, why am i blanking on this acu the mayhew smartworks and one other oh the national theater so i would like to see her get a few more um and i want to just i'm so excited to see what she's going to do with her patronages next year like what she's going to do with the mayhew and the national theater i am so freaking excited for that so um yeah hopefully she'll get a few more patronages and that will be fun um another thing that i want to see in 2020 this is really heavy on megan light on harry but sorry um <laughs> this is just the stuff this is my these are my wishes like come on i can wish whatever i want right um i want megan to do an engagement with Sophie and or Camilla um they all the three of them have really similar um interests uh Sophie yeah Sophie Camilla and Megan have really similar if not overlapping interests um in girls empowerment and you know helping women <clears throat> Camilla uh helped uh sexual assault survivors like making um making like baskets for them for like wellness baskets for them to you know clean themselves and so yeah i want i want them to do an engagement together like the, the you know the three of them or not well they're probably not likely that the three of them would, would do an engagement <clears throat> one engagement the three of them together but um sophie and megan could do an engagement together or sophie and kim i'm not sophie and camilla but megan and camilla so yeah that's what i want to see and my very final wish for 2020 uh i want another baby i want another royal baby um and i want specifically i want harry and megan to give me the royal twins that i have been begging for that we have all been wanting that we all <laughs> we were all like really hoping that they were going to surprise us with twins when archie was born <clears throat> or a lot of people i didn't think like i was hoping but i, I didn't really believe that they were going to have they were having twins since they didn't announce they were having twins but 
fingers crossed hope 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 i want them to have i want them to announce another baby that's so exciting uh, royal babies are so much fun um so yeah and eugenie you know princess eugenie or even kate because i, I don't know there's always they're all there's always you know people talking about kate wanting a fourth child so i don't care i want them all three have babies all have twins give me all the babies mm. since i don't have any babies i can request that other people have them so that i can dote on them from afar um i can enjoy all the fun stuff and without all the work um so yeah that is it you guys 2019 is coming to a close and the podcast is coming to a close for 2019 as well i will be back refreshed in 2020 hopefully harry and megan will be back as well <clears throat> and you know we'll see what they're doing when they start the year um so yeah the holidays I want everybody to have a happy Christmas, um, happy new year, uh, happy Hanukkah because Hanukkah is happening over the Christmas holiday. Like Hanukkah happens, um, over like during Christmas as well this year, I believe it's between it's happening. It's Hanukkah is from the t December 22nd through December 30th. So happy Hanukkah to all of my Jewish friends and listeners, Everybody enjoy your holiday. Be safe. Um, and let's all hope for some great Christmas cards from our favorite royals because the Christmas, as I speak right now, the Christmas cards haven't come out yet. So uh, fingers crossed that we get brand new pictures of all the little kitties, um, especially Archie. Like we need an updated photo of baby Archie. I don't want any uh, like, okay. I know I'm probably being greedy. I, I get it. I'm a terrible person, but I don't want another behind the scenes photo from his christening or anything like that. I want a brand new updated photo. I want to see what baby Archie looks like, you know, right now. So ugh, I can't wait until like, I'm getting so excited, but I'm like, I'm trying to temper that excitement because I don't want to get my hopes up too far. Like, I'll accept any <laughs> any Christmas card they give us um, because I have to. But just please, my wish, my 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 final 2019 wish for Harry and Meghan is for them to give us an updated photo um, of Archie on the Christmas card with the dogs as well. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. We'll see. Um, hopefully, the the Christmas card will be out in the next couple of days. Um, it came out on the on December fourteenth last year. Um, so, and the fourteenth is on a Saturday this year. So, um, I don't I don't think they'll release it on a Saturday, but they might release it on the Sunday. Uh, who knows? So, everybody, keep your fingers crossed that we get brand new photos of um, Archie and the Cambridge Kitties, and so. Happy holidays, everybody. See you in 2020. Bye.